0: morning. Welcome to Tech Interrupt. Today we will be discussing nuclear submarine technology.
1: AUKUS. This is the acronym that has united the Americans, Brits, and Aussies through nuclear-powered submarines. But more importantly, this is the new security alliance that has been the talk of several towns. Australia has reneged its deal of buying diesel-electric submarines from France and replaced it with a deal with the U.S.
0: for nuclear-powered vessels, implying a preference towards America. The term nuclear-powered submarines refers to, as you can probably guess, submarines powered by nuclear reactors. The two main types of submarines that are used by the military are SSN and SSBN. Both of these are powerful weapons that are known for their
1: ability of mass deterrence and their abilities to launch missiles thousands of kilometers away.
0: SSNs, or submersible ship nuclear, are fast-powered submarines mainly used to attack specific targets such as SSBN submarines or other incursions on land or sea. On the other hand, SSBN submarines, which stands for submersible ship ballistic nuclear, are designed for strategic attacks. The treaty was enacted on 15th September
1: and encompasses a range of collaborations from tech to weaponry, but its main
0: purpose is to supply Australia with nuclear-propelled submarines. But the Aussies accepting the treaty means that they've revoked their previous agreement with France to buy their diesel-powered vessels. As expected, this has left France a bit worked up. You would
1: be too, since France now has to sit back and watch as they lose revenue of more than $66 billion in their military industry, while American companies start to gain even more. They've even expressed their anger at being betrayed by one of their oldest allies. To quote French Foreign Minister Jean-Yves Ledron, this is a stab
0: in the back. It doesn't end there, though. On the 17th of September, President Macron decided to remove French ambassadors from Canberra and Washington capitals of Australia and U.S. respectively. This signals their feelings of discontent and hinting that this treaty puts international relations with France on the edge. But there's more, both for the content and for participants. It's been made pretty clear by the tripartite partners that this is essentially an effort to counter the spread of China's growing influence on her Asian neighbors and beyond the South China Sea.
1: China's rhetoric has remained strong. By pursuing a one-sided policy tilting towards the U.S. in the U.S.-China strategic game, Australia has turned itself into an adversary of China, as reported by the Global Times. It should be noted, though, that China is
0: also included in the top five powers that possess and develop nuclear power technology. This is where Malaysia, Indonesia, and the Philippines comes in. Geographically, in close proximity to China, these countries have also expressed their concern about the formation of AUKUS. And to be honest, they're rightfully concerned, especially since this pact, as said by the Malaysian prime minister, could be a catalyst for a nuclear arms race in the Indo-Pacific region. In fact, it's not just fancy politicians and prime ministers who are scared.
1: This concern is one that has been raised by critics and media outlets as well. It is a real threat that this treaty could lead to a more polarized alliance that would eventually cause a global
0: arms race to be reignited. It has always been a touchy subject whenever ammunition is brought to the spotlight. The high controversy mainly surrounds the fact that nuclear technology, or the possession of it, is deemed as an indication that a nation is preparing for war. However, given the current trend to modernize their armies, countries have been downplaying their possession and development of nuclear submarines, and simply justifying it as for the purpose of academic research and as a form of defense mechanism on waters.
1: Moreover, some cite that this pact seems to be in a bit of a conflict of interest situation for the non-proliferation regime. The pact is the UN's multilateral treaty that represents the only binding commitment to the goal of disarmament by the nuclear weapon states. With the US and UK promoting Australia to be the first non-nuclear weapon state to possess this technology, Not only can this be viewed as an attempt by stronger countries to dominate weaker ones, it is evident that some would accuse them of harming international
0: non-proliferation efforts. However, we should probably still understand that this issue lies on a grey area. US has implied certain restrictions. Australia's nuclear-powered submarines will not carry actual nuclear weapons.
1: Let's consider this. Governments across the world invest so much on military spending. With so much attention and focus from governments in developing their armed forces and nuclear weapons, should we be questioning their focus on this rather than more pressing issues like the pandemic, the environment or inequality, or are their actions necessary and justified means
0: so that they can protect themselves from foreign attack? Of course, one can't blame a government for wanting to develop the most advanced systems of defense when every other country is coming up with more and more powerful weapons of destruction every day. A perfect example of this conundrum is the US, who spends more than any country in the world on their military budget, but still sanctions others like Iran for developing their own nuclear weapons. And the issue still stands that
1: too many of these nations are spending far too much on their militaries and neglecting the actual urgent problems of their citizens. Many of whom struggle to afford basic necessities, are dying from COVID-19, and all sorts of other very real issues.
0: We think that this is a general case of geopolitics shifting in international society, with previously neutral Australia working towards the US in the US-China economic tension. As Gen Z students with international outlooks and
1: connections, we believe that this may not be the best signal that both sides are sending to our generation. In essence, technological advancements for future growth should be comport with safe forward growth. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to this tech interruption.